Well, hello. I'm Amelia Myers. I'm Jason Rosewell. And this is Married, married to, to Hollywood, Hollywood, where we break down the good, the bad, and the ugly. Of being married to each other. And the industry. Well, this week it was you that broke. <laughs> well, I, I looked up and, and realized I'm looking at you through. through. I saw <laughs> that as light. I went, well, hello. I was like, we are we are looking at each other through the ring light. So it just kind of... It's entertaining. Me, made me laugh. It's thoroughly entertaining. How are you, babe? How you doing? Uh, overall, I'm really good. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Um, still really tired, but a little, yeah, a little, little better this week, which is, which is good. Yeah, I gotta um, get to bed early tonight. Gotta have my day starts. Yeah, so my first appointment's at eight a.m. tomorrow. I know we mentioned it last week, but since weaning Lila three weeks ago, bedtimes have just been so rough. Well, yeah, for her. Uh, for, yeah. <laughs> well, it takes a toll on me too, but I'm I'm so thankful you're still putting her down on Wednesdays and Thursdays yeah, once you nice. guys have it's that time together. Yeah, it's exactly. Um, which is really really nice, but she just today was the sweetest gem. Anytime we think she's done with the nap, like she didn't nap for seven days in a row this time, Ugh. right? She still does quiet time, except she started climbing on top of her dresser, <laughs> which is dangerous. And we were like, don't do that. So we go, I went in and I went, excuse you. And she goes, excuse you. With this cute little face. I went, no, 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 no. I went, sweetheart, that's not for standing on. That's dangerous. You could fall. And she goes, I just climbed up here. I went, I know that. <laughs> I was like, how When you? did she develop the one more minute, final minute thing? That started about two months ago, but it has gone to the nth degree in the last week and a half to two weeks. It, it's, it's a stall tactic. One more minute, one more minute. And then she goes, final minute. I just need final minute. Final minute. And then she gets like, well, I, way too many final minutes. My, my thing has <laughs> started go, being no, with her. This is really the final minute. Life. I'll do, I'll let her know one minute, final minute. And then after final minute, I, I'm done with whatever it is. Good. That is what it should be. So I'd really love it if you could support me in this endeavor. I'm like 90% there. It's really, really hard. Yeah, it's that 10% it's that, temp- that, can, I that know. undoes all the good. I know. And she's right at that age where she'll test and she's like figuring out. Yeah, she's too. She's so smart. She's so smart. She's two years, nine months now. That's insane. Crazy. Crazy. We get to start thinking about her third birthday soon. Oh, no. I don't want to speed that up. It's still going to be... You know, small. We're not going to do like a big blowout bash like her first or anything. Well, hopefully, you know, we're all vaccinated. Distancing stuff. Yeah. But at least like the, immediate, we'll have a party. the immediate family. Let's can invite everybody. Be over. <laughs> no masks. We'll all kiss each other. We'll kiss each other. Um, uh, that's going to be okay, right? No? Oh. Oh, womp womp. But no, originally I always thought we would do Minnie Mouse for her third, but. I would think that I, wouldn't it, work. I think it's going to be something, something in the mermaid fairies arena. Fairy mermaid. I do love the fairy mermaid I do, combo. I do enjoy the fact that we really, we didn't give her many, like, she has leaned into gendered things. She has. And, but, you know, that may change. I don't care, really care. Yeah. But it's really interesting how, like, out of nowhere, she's now into Barbie stuff. And it's that kind happened of exploded. out of nowhere. That was, like, literally 48 hours ago. There's a this little YouTube channel, Dreamtopia, and it's Rainbow Barbie and this girl yeah. Chelsea, and they go into this fantasy world. She's not. She's not Barbie's little sister. Oh, she's not. No, I haven't watched it enough to like. No. So Barbie is in the dream world, and Chelsea goes to the dream world. You haven't seen the episode where they're in the house together, and Chelsea's in the kitchen, and Barbie walks in. Hey, Chelsea, what's up? And she was like. I got you something. And she goes, for what reason? She goes, just because, you know, I love you. She goes, I'll put it in my room. She was like, thanks. And at the end, 
when they come back, it's about thoughtfulness. And so you, it's a gift giving thing. Yeah. And when you get back, she goes, you put yours in your room. Let's go put mine in mine. And that's what made me think big sister, little yeah, sister. Yeah, I don't think so. I think it's probably like... They just live together. No, it's probably like... So she's imagining all the stuff with Barbie. Well, no, no, no. There's... Barbie's in the real world too. You just haven't seen an episode where she's there. Yeah. I, I Okay. Um, <laughs> We're getting into a Barbie debate, guys. This is in the no, there, there is a whole fantasy Good world for they all go his voice to actors. where she is the rainbow it, princess. I hope it's a union gig. And then, you know, all the junior princesses. And it's really, really cute. But each lesson, There's or each, each episode has a lesson, whether it's teamwork or... queens in training. Queens in training? Yeah. I thought there, they were called the junior princesses. There's There are the junior princesses as well. Those are the people that are Chelsea's age range. Yes. Then there's the people that are... Barbie's age range, and those are the... In the fantasy world? Yes. Oh, see, I haven't seen one with them yet. That's oh. funny that you and I have seen different episodes. Of she course. watches the mermaid one with me all the time, she and then the lemonade one the where... The one where they put a puzzle together. There's oh, yeah, I haven't seen that one. of Chelsea. One. There are clones of Chelsea? And Chelsea's brother ends up in... Or guy friend. I don't know if they're brother or guy friend, but he ends up in the dream world with them as well. The one who's the... My lemonade's better than yours, and I'm the number one I winner? I haven't seen that one. The one that reminds does you he, of does me. Does he have dark hair? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's that, it's Otto, her really good friend. Yes. 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 <laughs> I love that we're just having this discussion. Parenthood. Yes. That's uh, legit but it's very parenthood. it's very cute. One of Jason's clients, and this was so incredibly sweet, <laughs> um, gave Lila these. It, you, you can tell them. It, um, it was so sweet. So touring her home, uh, one in one of the rooms, there's a bunch of these small figurine, like soft plastic um, Disney princesses, and then a bunch of large Barbie, in still in the wrapping Disney princesses, but like Barbie brand, Disney brand um, princesses. So like the Ariel, but the Barbie version and of Ariel. And I was yeah. walking through, and I was like, oh, my daughter would love those. And you know, the, the seller kept, kept an eye on it. And then... Um, once we decided to work together, I was doing a tour of the home with some of the contractors and some of our stagers and, and I was speaking to her on the phone. She's like, you're welcome to have those. I spoke to my granddaughter. She doesn't want them. And I said, are you sure? And she goes, if you have to ask me one more time, I'm changing my mind. <laughs> so I took them. And so Saturday going, morning, you had them lined up the, the little figurines at her place for breakfast, for breakfast. And she comes to the table and she goes, it's all the princesses. Was that just this last weekend? That was just this last weekend. Oh my weekend. good lord, time. And no it's sense. now her, they're, they're her favorite things, little Jasmine and little Ariel she has with her 24-7. Yes. And it's so cute. And we haven't given her any of the big Barbies yet. No. We'll kind of dish those, we'll out those out later over, over time. Um, but it was so sweet. We should hold on a... to those for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you were so funny because you went, you, we should see if these are worth we anything. We should. But it, it was very, I, very sweet. And we, we need to write her a thank you note. We should. Yeah. Yeah. I'll that I will put that you. on my to-do list. <laughs> <laughs> your ample free time. And my ample free time. How was the rest of your week? Good. Um, had a had a good audition for lead of feature that I'll be shooting out in New Mexico. Um, callbacks are next week. So I imagine I'll find out sometime if I get a callback. I don't really care. I think I did good work. So that's what you matters. You did. You did. Um, and then, um, trying to focus on getting a vaccine so that I can, um, be submitted for work because people that are vaccinated don't have to quarantine. They're going back on set and then they don't have to have that 10 day. Yeah. So I can travel for work. Which would be amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And then that'll create what will be a hopeful problem, which will be 
dealing with all of the real estate balls in the air that I'll have as well as production and being stuff able and to bounce so. back and forth for work, which will be neat. We always talked about being back coastal. This is just not how we envision doing yeah, it. Well, but you know. if that's you know how it goes, great. great. Yeah, great. What about you? What's going on? Um, this week kind of got away from me. Like all of a sudden, it's Wednesday, Wednesday again. again. Um, and I got a third audition that I have to put on. So I have the two musical ones and now this other, I just got it. Then you came in and I was looking at the thing. He just looked at me like, you didn't tell me. No, I've seen that paperwork for like a day or two in the printer. I think I printed it yesterday. Okay, so a day. I had submitted for another role and then they reached out yesterday and said, hey, we know you submitted for this, but we want to read you for that. And I was like, okay. Great, what is it? So I got to get that on. Um, It's a vampire type of film. (laughs) Of course it is. (laughs) Um, But I really thought I'd be the more mature kind of peacekeeper of the group. You're and, still reading a little bit younger and, and bitchier. And they want me, yes, they want me for, <laughs> for that one. Um, which is great. I mean, that's that's kind of, I was reading these sides right before you came in and I was like, oh yeah, I'll get these down real quick. But it's 12 pages. It's three scenes and 12 pages and like multiple. Yeah, my three so scenes gonna, were like five pages. Yeah, was, no, th- this is 12 pages of, of stuff. Uh, but it's but it's fun. So I was just reading it and I'll, I'll get that out and get that going. The musical theater won the first one, which is due Saturday. I'm just about ready to throw on, which is great. I'm, how and when have you actually had time to work on that? It's, again, been in like 15, 20 minute increments. That's I have impressive. not been able to just sit and do. That's part of like running around momness and teaching. And it's like, okay, I have a window. Let me try to work on this. Great. So that's one reason why I wanted to already have the one that's due the 10th done. And it's the 7th and it hasn't. And that's one of the main reasons I haven't been able to just block out a chunk of time and... Well, I'm, I'm glad I, I'm glad I'm still helping Lila get to sleep two nights a week then because I'll yeah, free up some time for which you. Is, which is lovely. So I'll, I'll probably put that on Friday morning. But it feels good to be... What did you think of the SAG Awards? The SAG Awards. All right. Full disclosure, I was so sad because <laughs> you, in the past... You can typically vote till noon of the day before the show. That is like what it's been. When the show's live. Forever. And we didn't realize it was pre And I just was not thinking that it wasn't going to be live, even though it's pandemic. So, of course, it wasn't going to be the usual thing. Um, And I was really doing my best to get through, as you know, all Mm -hmm. of the, the movies. And I got through a handful. And then in bed, I was about to... Log on to vote. Log on to watch another one. And I put my pin and it goes, this pin is invalid. I went, what are you talking about? This pin is invalid. It's my pin. And I tried again. I tried again. And then I noticed this little note below it that voting closed on March 30th. Womp, womp, womp. And you guys, it's my first time since being an active SAG member that I missed it. And I didn't vote. And I was so blue. I was so sad. Okay. You kind of laughed and were, so you, what you did found you it kind think of funny. Of the awards? I'm getting there. Um, <laughs> so that's why I'm saying full disclosure, I didn't vote on this one. But I do agree with, I, I think, everything. Um, <laughs> as a whole, what, what I did you felt think about the show? like this show was the best SAG Awards I have seen in a long time. And I think part of it, yes, there's something about that magic in the room and they're going... They tell a story of when they were first coming up and they go, you know, I'm Sterling K. Brown and I'm an actor and it cuts to someone else and it's so fun. They're all in the room together. You know, you couldn't do that because of COVID. But you know when people just do montages right 
and it's the right music selection and the editing <laughs> thing is just it's like bum 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 and it just like, like hits on the thing like they're and well it does produced the, yeah but sometimes they just do it better than others yeah of course like montages are great but some are like yes every single one was a yes was moment. a yes moment it was just so on point and then they kind of had it where like Helen Mirren was one um David Diggs was one. They had like five or six actors who were, I guess, somewhat the host. Like they kept cutting away to their commentary. Josh Gad was there too. Um, but it wasn't just like a regular host. They they did it all. It was like hosted by the union. Yeah, which was really cool. And the whole thing was an hour long. And if you fast forward the ads, it was like 48 minutes. It was quick. It was concise. It was emotional. It had highs. It had all these fun things. And then, then it was done. It's interesting that an awards show for the actors doesn't try to make all of the money commercially during the show by padding its runtime. Huh. <laughs> it's like actors well, know... Well, the, the SAG Awards are typically two hours long, usually. But my, my whole my whole point is, is that... The, the Oscars are three and a half. The awards show that's actually <laughs> artists voting, artist. on ar- voting on other artists. Yes. Enough that the Academy isn't, but um, in order to get into the Academy, there's a whole bunch of hoops you have to jump through to be able to qualify to be in the Academy. Right. Um... Actors voting for other actors who remember to vote because a lot of the membership base doesn't remember to vote. It's so important um, to vote, guys. Vote. But uh, it's so interesting that those shows are always more efficient. Yeah. And and it's I loved the one when Kristen Bell hosted a couple years ago. That I was so be, good. I would be curious uh, where the ad revenue from that show goes where to. Where it goes to. I don't know. It Does it just go to pay for the show or does that go to like the actor's it fund? Might. <laughs> Probably goes to pay for the show. Well, maybe, they, I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. But it was it was really good. And then all of the awards were done via Zoom. Yeah. And they did it in a way, I thought it was very cute. Not just the nominees were up on screen. They had a few others because it's like actors supporting actors. So in like the best supporting actress, it had the nominees up there, but then it had like three or four what would be audience members, which was really cute. And everyone was... One thing I love about the SAG Awards, and I think I mentioned this with the SAG Awards last year, it just, I don't want to say means more, but it's so special because it's your peers voting mm-hmm. for each other. Yeah. And it just, there's a different level of... It's not the same politics. Respect and gravitas. It's like, wow, I got the SAG Award. Like there's just a... Mm. And you see it on all their faces every time anyone wins. They're like, really? Really, yeah, guys? It's, like, it's voted on by me? your colleagues. And it's so... Special. Also, I've always found a lot of people used to say the Golden Globes were the precursors to then look for the Oscar winners. It's the SAG Awards. And it has been for years. I don't know the exact percentage, but it's very, 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 very high. If you win the Globe and the SAG for something, you're basically going to win the Oscar. It is so rare when it flips. The last time it flipped was Eddie Murphy. He won for Dreamgirls at the Globes and the SAG Awards, but then Alan Arkin got the Uh Oscar and everybody was like, what? Was that and for I, um, Little Miss Sunshine? Little Miss Sunshine? Yeah, it's <laughs> yes. forever ago. Typically, if you've won the SAG as well as the, the Globe, you, you win the Oscar. So it's really interesting to see how that goes. This year was different because, like I said last week, there were a few Globe winners who then didn't even get the Oscar nod. And that does happen mm. at times. So yeah. in that case, it's then neat to see who won the SAG and how that's going to go into the Oscars, which are it's coming up in a couple of weeks. It's April 25th. Is that that ugh, Sunday? I can't believe that's only like two weeks. I know. But the winners. All right. So here we go. And I'll tell you 
which ones I actually saw as we go through. Because I did get through quite a few, but not as many as I wanted. Okay. Best motion picture ensemble. The winner was what I predicted, The Trial of the Chicago 7. Guys, it's good. It is way better. And that's better. on Hulu it's or Amazon? on Amazon. Hulu, Netflix. Netflix. It's on Netflix. Aaron Sorkin wrote it. It tells the story of the trial of the Chicago 7. Uh, the cast are all excellent. Sasha Baron Cohen really disappeared into that role. He was he was excellent. Um, they all were. There was not a weak link, and that, I think, is why it was so good. Best male actor in a leading role. That's who I thought. Chadwick Boseman from Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. And his wife gave such a beautiful speech. I mean, she gave a, an amazing speech at the Globes, too. But, and I said it last week, I didn't love the movie, but his performance, I'm getting chills thinking about it, his performance was one of those holy cow it's performances. Just, it's a shame it's posthumous. I know, but I I, I think he's going to take the Oscar with it too. It's, it's heartbreaking and tragic, but he deserves it. He really does. And it's, it's, it's worth seeing, like I said, just to see it. Best female actor leading role, motion picture, was Viola Davis for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. And like I said last, last week, she was phenomenal. I just didn't love the movie i wanted to be more in it than i was but she was brilliant as always and totally deserved it for the oscar i'm not entirely sure yet because i have not seen promising young woman yet and i haven't seen nomadland uh yet so i have no interest in seeing nomadland well i'm i'm totally watching it because it's up for picture director actress i mean it's up for so many i'm gonna watch it um Vanessa Kirby, like I said, she was heartbreaking and fabulous, but I didn't think she'd win it. And uh, Amy Adams with Hillbilly Elegy, she was also fabulous. I need to. I don't think she's nominated for the Oscar though. I need to look. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. Um, Thing is that I care so much. About I know, it. but I love this stuff. Best ensemble in a drama series. It went to The Crown, uh, and well deserved. Well deserved. Yeah. Uh, the Crown was kind of a big winner. Best male actor drama series was Jason Bateman for Ozark. Which we, Jason and I love Ozark. It's a great show. It's an um, excellent I'm gla- show. I'm glad they're coming back for a final season. Yeah, I'm very curious how that narrative can wrap up. It has gotten a little bit more absurd further along. It has it's gone. It has. Um, I was between Bateman, Sterling K. Brown for This Is Us, of course, and Josh O'Connor for The Crown. He won the Globe, and he's he's so incredible. I've only seen snippets, but um. Yeah, Jason Bateman. And it was so well-deserved. And he was his speech was adorable. And they were all going back to set the next day. So he said, I get to it's share this with everybody person. tomorrow in person. Best female actress in a drama series, Jillian Anderson, The Crown. You will always be my scully. I love you. Um, but <laughs> she disappeared into the role of Margaret Thatcher. And I was thrilled that she won. She wasn't the front runner for me, though, because it was Olivia Coleman for The Crown, Emma Corrin for The Crown, Julia Garner for Ozark, and Laura Linney for Ozark. This was like a tricky category. Mm. Julia Garner was so fabulous in Ozark this last season, yeah. and she did take the globe, so it was kind of like, maybe? Oh, no, she didn't. Jillian took the globe. I misspoke. Uh, Julia won uh, the Emmy. Uh, but Jillian Anderson was excellent, and her speech was pretty cute, too. Best female actor in a supporting role... This was, I think, my favorite speech of the entire night. It went to Yu uh, Jun Yoon for Minari, which I have not yet seen. Um, and she was shocked. 
So she was in this category, uh, Maria Baklova for Borat, Glenn Close, Olivia Coleman, and then uh, Helena Zengel. And she was beyond shocked. And English is not her first language. And, you know, it's on Zoom and she keeps going, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. And she's thanking SAG and thanking the people in her category. And she goes, I don't know if I'm saying this right or if this is making any sense. I'm not sure if I'm saying this correctly. And Glenn Close is giving her like a thumbs up of like, no, you're doing great. And it was just this, that's one thing I love so much about the SAG Awards too, is that camaraderie. Not that that's not there with the other shows, but it's, I think it's, it's only there really, so much more a, with this, this one. The show they normally drink at is at the Globes? It happens at the Globes because everyone's drunk drunk and happy. Um, but yes, I haven't seen Minara yet, but I will. Best male actor in a supporting role motion picture went to Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah, which... He was great on SNL. I haven't seen it. He was great on SNL. Yeah? Yeah. Um, haven't seen Judas and the Black Messiah yet, but I've heard it's fabulous, and I had a feeling it was either going to go to him or Sasha Baron Cohen for Trial of Chicago 7. Uh, so need to see that. Best ensemble in a comedy series went to Schitt's Creek, and so well-deserved, <laughs> and the cast were so touched, and it was a lovely moment, and... If there's any of you left who haven't watched it yet. Please do. Don't know why you haven't watched it yet. Watch it. Best female actor in a comedy series went to Catherine O'Hare for Schitt's Creek. Um, her speech was Was great. Annie Murphy up for that? She was. Oh, she wow. She was. They were in the same category. It was, it was a great Sorry, category. Sorry, I think that should have gone Annie Murphy. Uh, Christina Applegate, Dead to Me. Linda Cardellini, Dead to Me. Kaylee Cuoco, Flight Attendant. Annie Murphy and Catherine O'Hare. Is Flight Attendant funny? It has very funny moments, but it's a it's like a dramedy. It's a dark comedy. It, yeah. Okay. It's not a full on drama, but like it should kind of be in the drama. But they did that thing where they put it in comedy, so it had more of a chance. Well, I mean, it totally. De- really good though. I really enjoyed Flight Attendant. Best male actor in a comedy series went to Jason Sudeikis for Ted Lasso. We need to watch yeah, that. We do. We really do. Yeah. Um, and that had Nicholas Holt for the great Dan Le- Dan Levy, Eugene Levy. And Rami Youssef. So, I'm surprised Rami Youssef didn't win, but I guess he won last year. So he didn't win last year. Best female actor was um was Jason Sudeikis not stoned out of his mind. He <laughs> was not, but he was still in like a t-shirt and just that's totally. Fine. It's I don't just care so about cute that. that that's his thing. But he he was very touched and gave every everyone's speech was just lovely and short and adorable. Best female actress uh, or actor in a limited TV series movie. Anya Taylor Joy, Queen's Gambit. Yep, still playing chess. So I mean, thank you for that. And everyone in that in that category, Nicole Kidman was in that. Carrie Washington, Kate Blanchett. I mean, this this uh, Michaela Cole for I May Destroy You. Oh my God! This this it was gonna it was either gonna be Anya Taylor Joy or or Michaela Cole. Um, but we knew it was gonna go to Anya because the Queen's Gambit was brilliant. Best male actor in a limited series or TV movie went to Mark Ruffalo for I Know This Much Is True. We really need to watch that. I've heard it's so good. Uh, all I have to say is that the number of people that have been in comic book and blockbuster movies yeah. that are in these movies, um, it they does... They get to these passion projects. Well, the cool thing about it is like from a from a perspective of an actor is that it shows that you're not limited by um, what the public perceives you as. You're only limited by the talent. Or the only limited by the amount of work you're willing to put in and the amount of perseverance oh, that you have. It's yeah. so like these people that have been like struggling and scraping by for years and years and years. And Dan Clue has had like Oscar nominations. Um, he was in Black Panther and Get Out in like the same year. And now he's 
also in, you know, these, he's also in Judas and the Black Messiah. And you look at Viola Davis. Were those really the same year? Yeah. Whoa. And you look at Viola Davis, who is Viola Davis. <laughs> but in the yeah. same year that she's up for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, she's also in the Suicide Squad movie. That's true. <laughs> so it's just like, That's true. it's so interesting that these really talented actors are also able to cash in on yeah. their talent. And Viola Davis, I mean, just quick shout out because she's Viola Davis. Viola Davis was around for years and years and was working like crazy. And finally, proof in really, 2011 was right? like... Proof really made her explode. Proof didn't... It, it was the help that really... Oh, then everyone knew who I she feel was like, from the help. I feel like in like within the industry... I love doing beautiful creatures, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like within the industry, proof really put her over On the, the industry, top. yes. No, proof Proof is the one that kind of Which is kind of It's oh, kind of bogus that? that you kind of... You needed that from her because it's like, yeah... But she'd been around forever. She's one of these actors who just worked, and she's so consistent and so talented. And then she finally really broke if, about ten years. And if ago. the role's written for it, she could steal the scene in any movie. Oh, oh yeah, and does and and does, and does. absolutely. Best action performance by a stunt ensemble in a TV series: The Mandalorian. Understandable. Best action performance by a stunt ensemble in a motion picture. Wonder Woman, 1984. I don't... What are the other nominees in that category? The Five Bloods, which I have not seen yet. Mulan, which we have not seen. <laughs> News of the World, we have not seen. The Trial of Chicago 7, and Wonder Woman, 1984. Interesting. Um, so of the two I saw, yeah, I, I Wonder Woman, have, 84. <laughs> yeah. Wins that. I wouldn't have... I wouldn't think the other ones would be up for stunt ensemble. And I guess when you think of the types of movies that are normally up for stunt ensemble, a lot of them got pushed because of COVID. That's true. For a delayed release that's or reshoots. True. Yeah. So, is it, I mean, I guess that's like the only real stunt ensemble movie. Not that those other movies didn't have stunts, but you know what I'm trying to say. No, totally. Like it's an totally. action movie. Yeah. So the, the best actress is going to be an interesting run at, the Oscars, because again, like I said, Viola Davis is brilliant, but Andre Day still has it for me at the moment, and I will, I will watch everything by the Oscars and give my predictions ahead of oh, time. Oh, good lord! What that's it's what I do. Yeah, it's one true. of my things. <laughs> it's just one it of is. my things. It is. But no, hats off to the the SAG Awards. I was very impressed, and it was very well done. And you all should check it out just to watch the montages they put together, because that makes the whole thing. Oh, one of my favorite moments of the evening, and I did tell Jason this, um, it was uh, Dan Levy. So they're cutting back and forth, and they're talking about things that people learned or took away from quarantine or just what what this was this past year. And Josh Gad was talking about how he he got into reading more and was really reading, and other people were saying some of these poignant things. Other people were, you know, saying funny little things. And then it gets to... Dan Levy. And he goes, a lot of people had to move home with their parents during COVID, myself included. And he pauses. And then there's like smirk comes across his face. He goes, that could be a movie or a TV show. <laughs> and it like cut to someone else. And it was just so rung true with you and me. Yeah. I, I would be really interesting if he so if he was kind of pseudo pitching that or has been pitching It's possible. He probably has been. It's possible. I just love it. He goes, that could be a movie. 
<laughs> or a Hire me. TV show. <laughs> I'm an Emmy Award winning writer. <laughs> Hire me, he says. Right? But no, it was it was it was very it was very good. I liked it a lot. I was I was satisfied. Now while you're busy watching that, I watch Yes. Uh Kong versus Godzilla, Godzilla versus Kong. How was it? Um, you know, one of the things that's been really interesting about those movies of like the quote unquote monster verse is what they're calling that. Um, the monster verse is they've gotten progressively closer and closer to what those films should be, which is I don't care about the people drama, just show me the big monsters fighting. Um, oh, interesting. The, the people drama gets in the way. Like, how are you going to actually earnestly tell a story at the level of titans, like these giant, like, mythical animals, Yeah. and then also mi- make me care about what Millie Bobby Brown is doing? I was going to say, but I think I liked it in Godzilla with Millie Bobby Brown. I, I liked the people story mm, in that one. That was Godzilla King of the Monsters. Right. I rewatched that. It's not a good movie. Oh, you did? You rewatched that? Yeah. Um, this is the best of all of them by far. Really? Skull Skull Island is probably the best film, but there you can tell there's a lot of studio interference in that film just because it didn't quite flow yeah. really well. The Godzilla from 2014 that kind of launched all of this um, off um, kind of feels like a very distant memory and feels like a very distant film as far as its relationship to all this. And I, I feel like the scaling of everybody as far as like how tall all the monsters are and all that stuff kind of feels a little all over the place but overall who who was in this one um millie bobby brown uh was this a sequel yeah oh so see, i didn't i didn't know so that. the the godzilla <laughs> came out in 2014 yeah set up what was going to happen and in the credits they showed a glyph of kong versus godzilla so right. then then kong skull island came out right then that was one with Brie Larson and yes, yeah, T- Tom Hiddleston, and Tom John C. Riley. Um, yeah, yeah, that was a great cast, yeah, amazing cast. Um, and then uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters mm-hmm. came out, and then Godzilla versus Kong came out. And wow. the I think one of the issues I just have with, with films in this scale is if that you try to tell a story. And then the problem with, until you got to this movie, the problem that those movies had is you had this um, parallel drama to what was happening. It's like, no, no, no. Remember, these movies were started because it was just a guy in a rubber or a cardboard suit blowing up a cardboard city. Like, there was, um, I was listening to people explain, like, the Japanese creation of Godzilla, this kaiju, this giant monster was a way for the Japanese culture to explain how it was dealing with being occupied and destroyed by the United States from World War II and how it dealt with the occupation thereafter and the realities of Hiroshima and Nagasaki being blown up, like this act of nature, an act of God. But it wasn't. It was an act of a monster, another country, attacking them. And, you know, it's an interesting perspective. But so to see that kind of born out, born forward, and then to see this movie, this movie got it more than any of the other ones. Mm, um, very cool. I liked it. Uh, there's a lot of really convenient writing in all of these movies. Convenient writing? Yeah, it's like... Can you give an example? Um, we need something to happen. Oh, cool. Isn't it this convenient that this is happening now? 
Okay. Like, okay. man, he really needs to. Oh, it's raining. Like that kind of like <laughs> like that kind of convenience, um, th- th- which allowed them to do some cool. There's a they there had a lot of like homages to previous films. Like there's a a few times that Godzilla or King Kong was like airlifted in um, the King Kong vs Godzilla movies from like the seventies, oh. and they airlifted him in this movie. Oh, that's nice. As like an homage to that. Yeah. Um, one of the cool things is they had a, I'm going to butcher her name, so let me pull it up. Um, <laughs> While you're pulling that up, fun random little side yeah. note. Claire, it, I think it was her first Halloween. She, she and, and uh, Seth went as Claire Kong and Seth was the skyscraper and Claire was Kong and it was a really cute Halloween costume. Uh, Kaylee Hoddle played Gia. Um, and she's a, a deaf actress, and she's like the only survivor of a human survivor on Skull Island. And so there's this oh. really interesting relationship that she has with Kong because she's not afraid of his screams, right? But she's very attuned to his heartbeat. Oh, um, that's and she neat. can like sense and feel it. Yeah, and it's really, it's really cool that like her being deaf was kind of also her superpower. But like it was interesting because her being deaf wasn't like a a thing. It was just like, she was just deaf. She was just, she was just deaf and mute and that was fine. Wow. Um, and I really enjoyed their use of her uh, in the film. Um, it's just, Millie Bobby Brown's story didn't even need to be in it. Like they, they just, just kind of like, her in because she could, she's Millie Bobby Brown. She, if the film, well, the film kind of opened in theaters, um, even though it's on HBO max for a month. Yeah. Um, I, I, I imagine she's a box office draw still. I mean, oh, yeah. she will be for years, decades. Oh, she is. But yeah, news of the new Stranger Things season came out like today, so she's oh, I she's haven't seen that. Rel- I haven't read it. I just oh, I, it let me just check that out. Yeah, there have been several Nerd headlines out on of that stuff. the the new. She's seventeen now. She's growing up, guys. Dude, it's it's gross <laughs> the way the internet has treated her. Yes, it's disgusting. It is. She's a young woman. Yeah. Until she is of legal age, which is the most bogus thing ever, because it's like wait. At 17 and 364 days, you're a child. And, at and then 18, the next day, you're an adult. Like, I know. At, at 17 and 364 days, me sexualizing you is disgusting. But on that 18th birthday, it somehow becomes acceptable. It becomes okay. And I, it, yeah. It's just the objectification of women, particularly children, and the obsession with youth in the industry. Yeah. Millie Bobby Brown typifies that. And I think she's handled it. With such grace, such maturity, and dignity, from, and incredible maturity. Jump. Yeah, <laughs> very Agreed. impressed by her. Agreed. Um, not only is she an amazingly talented actor, um, she's—I think she's above the film uh, mm. King Kong vs Godzilla. I feel mm-hmm. like she probably just uh, had a contractual obligation and showed up and, and did, did her it. work, and she did. She did well. She was good, but yeah, this film's beneath her. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it overall, though. Yeah, overall, um, it, it's just because it's a, uh, it, the morality tale that Godzilla versus or Godzilla King of the Monsters had, and all, like it didn't deal with morality. It's just like, look, let the monsters fight. <laughs> right, right, right. Like there's there's a story. <laughs> let the monsters. There's fight. a story there, but like just let the monsters fight. Yeah, like and that's one. Let of the them things, do their thing. No, it's one of the things I liked about Pacific Rim, and there's some Pacific Rim illusions in this movie that are. I like Pacific Rim. So did I. I really did. So did I. Yeah. Um, another thing I watched this week, which I just want to briefly touch upon, mm-hmm. I had wanted to see it from the second it came out, 
And I kept, it was one of those shows where I kept suggesting to you, let's watch it. And you were like, we will, but not now. Which one? Unorthodox. Oh, I how was finally it? watched it. It was very upsetting and disturbing and How do you feel as a Jew? Yes, and very uncomfortable. And then turns into this beautiful liberation of standing up for yourself and, and finding your own path in the world and being true to you. But it's a four-part, it's just four-part. It's like a four-part miniseries. If you haven't watched it, it is 1,000% worth the watch. It is excellent, phenomenally active, phenomenally written, incredibly well shot. Everything about it is wonderful. But the subject matter and the way they show certain things, which from insider knowledge of family who have become the uh, part of that world, um, it's very, very, very uncomfortable. I, I was... I was kind of squirmy last night at one point Jason looked over and goes what are you watching and I was like unorthodox <laughs> but it's what it's fantastic and a lot of people they just think of the the orthodox and that that spectrum orthodox Jews of, of the Judy of Judaism <laughs> they don't they don't know what it is they just think of the hats and the they, they don't know what it is mm-hmm and I'm not going to talk down on it because there are aspects of it that are beautiful it's okay. and there are parts of every More religion. More than likely no Orthodox Jew listens to this. That, that's, that's true. Um, but every religion is beautiful. You can, you can practice any religion that you, you believe in, but there are just certain aspects of this one that's always gotten me going. I mean, Jason and I have gotten into talks about it before and they really hit that on the head with this and it was very uncomfortable at times. Yeah, I think the thing Very with any fanatical practice of any religion, particularly in, or, in an organized setting, is um, people are fallible. Um, are, as somebody who believes in God and as somebody who is of deep faith, um, I have human understanding of God, so thereby limited. I have human interpretation of the words of the Bible, which were written by men, thereby limited understanding. So my limited interpretation is a limited interpretation of a limited translation of what God <laughs> told people. Yeah. So yeah. the implication of that through um, dogmatic law and all these things, like organized faith is one of the, has a potential to be one of the greatest evils in people's life because people are fallible. And when you choose fallible people to be the ones uh, implementing, you know, godly law, yeah. you're going to really harm a lot of people. And again, there are beautiful things, but when it's a culture like that and a world like that and you're born into it with no choice of this is your life, what happens... <laughs> no, that, that, that's what this is is kind of all about. I didn't just say it. Um, what happens when you realize you don't actually fit in you what you shunned. have been... <laughs> taught and raised to do. You get shunned and you have to find a new world. It is wild, especially, especially with the marital relations of, well, just watch it, just watch it, just watch it. I'm very curious as to what you are going to think about it. Um, and I'm sure you and I will have lots of talks about it off sure. the show. But it, 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 was, it was wonderful. I was going to start Nomadland last night and I was like, I'm not feeling that at the moment. And I had already seen part one of I feel like of that'll Unorthodox. give you agoraphobia. We'll, we'll see. Agoraphobia, agoraphobia, I always get that wrong. Which but, one are you trying to say? Well, just the same thing. 
the not leaving the house thing? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's agoraphobia. I think you're right. Um, but I that's th- how you say it. I think that that's not a healthy thing considering you're developing a little bit of that. Yeah, totally. That I think that you... Is that what it's about? I don't even know what it's about, honestly. Oh, it's about nomads. <laughs> well, yes, but I don't... Now imagine, just at this point, after 2020, people just exploring the great expanse of the West and what that would do to you emotionally. Yeah, yeah. I am going to watch it, though. Okay, good. Yes. <laughs> but I'm going to get a snack because I'm like suddenly very hungry. Good, for- let's go feed you. I'm going to go eat. But I love you. Love you, too. So much. Yeah. And thank you all for tuning in. Like you say. I'm Amelia Meyer. I'm Jason Rosenwald. And, and this, this has been, been Married to Hollywood. Hollywood. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Black Lives Matter. Yes. Asian Lives Matter. Yes. Uh, love each other. Love, love is, is love. Love is love is love. Vote. Be active. Take care of each other. And congratulations to all the SAG winners. Congratulations, guys. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.